Hello and welcome to the Flow Protocols. My name is Kat Howell and I am your host on today's journey where I want to have a discussion around something that I believe prevents a lot of people from cultivating the life that they want, obtaining the freedom that they desire, and just really receiving this resource called money. And that is this idea that it is spirituality and money don't mix. That basically it is a noble thing if you are someone who is spiritual or desires spiritual enlightenment to martyr yourself essentially to financial destitution. And I think this is a narrative that is prolific throughout, regardless of your occupation or, you know, if you have a business or you're an employee or it's just so prevalent. But I think it's especially strong within the spiritual healing community. So for people who are doing any type of healing work, who are sharing their gifts to the world, mindset coaches, Reiki healers, whatever, who are essentially sharing a gift that they innately possess with the world. And this notion that if you have a gift, you should be giving it for free. If you really cared about people, you wouldn't charge for it. Now, I just want to start by claiming my stance on this narrative, which is that I think it's absolute bollocks. And I think it's, um, while it may be intended from a space of love and goodness, you know, I love people, I want to help the world, I want to, I want to help people, I think the outcome of it is actually quite the opposite of love. It's a contraction. And in many ways, the narrative is a form of manipulation that keeps a lot of people really, really small and prevents people from actually engaging in interactions that encourage expansion for the greatest good of all. And to illustrate my point, let me ask you a simple question. Would you say it's a fair statement to make that when you're in scarcity, when you're in deprivation, when you don't know when your bills are going to get paid or how you're going to feed your children or pay your power bill or whatever, would you say that it's a fair statement to make that when you're showing up in your business or in your job or with clients or with your family or the people you love, they're not getting the best version of you? In other words, you show up differently. I think most people would agree with this. I think this is just common sense, right? When you're in a vibration of stress, of deprivation, of scarcity, of lack, you're showing up very, very differently in your life, regardless of which dynamic across your life than if your cup was filled if you were in the vibration of more than enough, if you were in the vibration of abundance. I would challenge anyone who says otherwise, as in, no cat, I do my best, you know, I show up the best when I'm really stressed out and and anxious. 
So by that same token, then, if I ask you, is it a fair statement to make that when your cup is more than filled, when your needs are met, when you're in overflow, when you're in the vibration of abundance, that you also show up differently and your clients get a completely different version of you and therefore they get a very different result because essentially the products, the services, the the mentoring, the healing that we offer is always because we are helping to expand the greens in other people. And it's an exchange of energy, essentially. The exchange of value is an exchange of energy. So when we're showing up with less than or we're stressed out or we're feeling a sense of obligation to show up, maybe we're trying to prove ourselves worthy we're trying to seek validation or we feel, you know, maybe it's friends or family and we feel a sense of duty and obligation or we feel like if we don't take the call at X amount and offer this for free or if we send the invoice, somehow this makes us less worthy. There's a lot of different reasons and quirks why we might show up this way in our life, but essentially I think everyone can agree that your clients are going to, or your employer, uh, your spouse, your family are going to get a very, very different version of you when you're in a space of lack. Now, whether you like it or not, we live in a physical reality where at the moment we have presently decided that the easiest representation of an exchange of value that creates a balance is money itself. Now, an exchange of value doesn't always have to be represented through money. So it doesn't, you can have a fair exchange of value, a fair exchange of energy between individuals without any money trading hands. So there could be testimonials being exchanged or a commodity, or it could even be an exchange of greens, an expansion in greens. And there are a lot of instances where a fair exchange of value goes down even though money is nowhere in the picture. So let me give you an example of this. Before I launched Flow Protocols, I realized I wanted to put myself back out there. I was ready to start working with people again after leaving my last company. And I really wanted to talk about this thing called mindset because it had just played such a huge role I had so many lessons from it, and I just, this was what, what felt really compelling to my soul. The thing is, I had never previously taught people about mindset on my own, even though it was part of my content, and it was definitely a conversation we had with every client because we knew how important it was. Usually, I would bring in outside coaches and kind of outsource that part of my business. So when I decided to have these conversations with people, as in me having them, you know, standing on my own doing it, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. My confidence was like ground zero. So what I did was I put a post out in one of the groups that I ran and I said, hey, I'm offering these free one-on-one sessions with me. If anyone wants to have a conversation, you know, feel free to book. And I ended up booking like 80 calls. It was wild. My calendar was booked for two months and I had to shut it down. 
And even though there was no exchange taking place of money in this process, there was a fair value exchange because what was happening was every time I was getting on one of these calls, my confidence was growing. It was a fairly low-risk way for me to cut my chops, if you will, without it blowing up in my face because essentially people couldn't come and complain if I sucked at it because they didn't pay anything. So it was it was a, an exchange of value that uh, occurred where no money was changing hands. Likewise, there's a lot of instances where, say, with your friends or family, you you give them things or you support them in ways and there's a fair exchange value taking place there there's a friendship there's a um a bond a social bond that's being built right but in that same sentence there are a lot of instances where people give or support family and friends from a space of obligation and guilt because they believe that that is the noble thing. And those are very different vibrations. Now, what's important to remember here is that vibrations are contagious. We pass them on to people. And if you just consider the last time someone was yelling at you or angry at you, right? Likely, you then calibrated to that vibration of anger and you went and took it out on a barista or someone you work with or even your children. We pass emotions on. We pass vibrations on. So what's really important to understand about this whole dialogue around how it's, you know, it's greedy or unspiritual to charge for your services, especially if you're a healer or in the spiritual space, or it is greedy to have financial desires if you aspire to be a spiritual individual or a spiritual enlightenment, whatever you want to call it. There's something really backwards about this belief because if you really think about it, when you're showing up with a different vibration of scarcity of your needs not being met, your clients are going to get a very different outcome. They're probably not going to solve their problem or meet their needs or expand the greens they desire at the level that they could because you're passing that vibration on to them and they're going to go and pass it as well. And passing a vibration of scarcity, of lack, of deprivation is not expansion, certainly not for the greatest good of all. Not only that, but when you give, give, give from your cup, if you're operating from a space of obligation or shame and your needs are not being met, there's not a fair value exchange taking place, what ultimately happens is you burn out and you hit the wall, essentially. And then usually you'll shut your gifts off to the world because you've shot your nervous system to no end. So... I was having a conversation with someone like a month or two ago and she's a healer and she's been born with this gift ever since she was a little girl. So she has a lot of people coming to her for healing all the time and she's never charged for this because she just felt like it was her duty to give this to the world for free. And then she was explaining to me like, Kat, I go through these massive cycles where I feel really, you know, purposeful with my healing work and then I just 
I don't even want to talk about it. I feel depleted. I feel used. I shut myself off and I don't even want to do it. So like who benefits from that when you operate in a space where you feel a sense of duty to sharing your gifts to the world, to martyr yourself, to financial destitution, where to the point where you start feeling used and you shut yourself off from people, right? Like no one's benefiting from that, not you and certainly not the world. So it's not expansion to martyr yourself, to say, to renounce money, to denounce its importance in our physical reality. The truth is that you will be hard-pressed to pay your power bills with macram hangings or healing sessions that you're offering. It doesn't matter how much you rate your own services or products, it's unlikely that your power company is going to accept those things, even though you quite value them. Because the, the, the agreement that we have collectively as a society, as humans, is that money is the easiest way for us to create a balance in this exchange of value. And the moment we stop believing in money, then that's a different story. But we're not stopping because we're too scared of the unknown. So for the moment, and probably for some time yet, money, this imagined resource that really just represents an exchange of value, is what we've collectively agreed on. And so, while you should not depend and money should not be the condition of you being able to feel the vibration of more than enough, my cup is full, I'm in overflow and abundance, while those vibrations are those things that you should be able to alchemize within yourself. And while it's true that you are a vibrational being, first and foremost, a spiritual being, you are playing in a playground where there are physical elements. And a big part of that is you embody a physical body, right? So to renounce this, this physical component of your reality is really to create apathy towards your own ability to sustain those vibrations. is to make things really hard for yourself, essentially. Because while you shouldn't need money to be able to touch this vibration of more than enough, certainly it goes a long way in helping you to sustain it and to therefore spread it to other people. And that's when real expansion takes place. And that begins by recognizing that a value exchange has the word exchange for a reason. It's not a one-way street. There has to be a fair energy transfer. It doesn't always have to be money. There's a lot of examples where things that are free have a fair value exchange. But if you're constantly giving, giving, or constantly not allowing yourself to receive, it'll be very difficult for you to create an expansion in other people and to engage in this value exchange because you're not going to have any energy left. And then you're spreading that to other people as well. So it is of my opinion that to allow ourselves to receive this thing called money, to give ourselves permission to have financial desires is in fact extremely spiritual because when we allow ourselves to receive both vibrationally and at the physical level, which involves 
you know, fair tra- fair transfers of energy where our cups are constantly filled and where our needs are being met, we show up so differently for everyone in our lives and everyone benefits as a result. That to me is expansion. And how could that not be spiritual? I mean, even money, which is an imagined thing. Imagination is the seat of the divine feminine. Like you can't get more spiritual than that. It is just one way for you to fill your cup. It should not be the determining factor of your sense of happiness or your connection with your divine self or source or God or whatever you want to call it. However, there is no arguing that allowing yourself to receive this thing does help you sustain and support this vibration that deliciously expands everyone around you that allows people to then spread that to other people which is a form of expansion because it's the beautiful greens having said this as i said exchange goes both ways it's important to note here that if you're not giving a fair value exchange to people So you're taking, you're taking the same principles apply. This will not work long term anyways for either party. So fair value means that we really are able to discern when we're showing up to clients or in our job, like you wouldn't go to your job for for free. There's no way you would give your time like that for free. You might volunteer your time, but again, you're doing that even though it's for free. Because the value you get back from that is a a sense of connection and community and pride probably, right? You're helping humans that's expanding your own greens. But you couldn't volunteer forever your time for free unless you had a really big bank account right now to pay for all your bills. If you have power bills or you need to feed yourself, you're likely going to need this resource called money only because the grocery store will not accept your volunteering services, not like that, to pay the groceries, which means that you must allow yourself to receive it in some capacity, right? So we're we're showing up to our jobs, we have our business because we're trying to engage in a value exchange. And our businesses would go bankrupt if we did not allow that exchange to take place. We would quit our jobs if we did not get paid by our employers long term, right? Because it's no longer fair. So we discern where in our lives we're showing up with this vibration of obligation or a sense of duty or guilt where we're not allowing ourselves to receive a fair value exchange. And we either start charging, we charge more, or we pattern interrupt and allow ourselves to receive something else. And if we can't think of anything, then we should probably stop that behavior. Because so long as you're engaged in a dynamic where you're constantly vibrationally giving, but your vibration is not being filled or being sustained or being energized in the exchange, It's not going to work long term, not for anyone, not for you, not for everyone else. So how is that spiritual, not, you know, how is that like spiritual to martyr yourself in this way? To me, spirituality is expansion. It is the vibration. It is the connection and the remembering to the vibration of love, which is a form of expansion, to know this within yourself so deeply 
And there comes a level where you remember this about yourself so much that you know money is the easiest thing to make. You know that it is infinite. It's not a pie. So why shouldn't everybody have their cups filled? Why can't everybody be in this vibration if it doesn't even exist? Martyring yourself and denouncing it doesn't help anyone long term. Anyways, until we figure out a different <laughs> monetary system, this is the truth of our physical reality. My truth, anyways. Make of it what you will. So as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this subject because it's something that I've experienced personally. Um, you know, even when I made the shift into magic and alchemy, Although I don't get these kinds of comments often, uh, when I was like first chopping my teeth and feeling my confidence in this space, I would sometimes encounter people shaming me for wanting to charge to teach these principles. And I felt how it contracted me and it made me build resistance to sales and putting myself out there. And ultimately, no one was benefiting when I was doing that because I wasn't having these kinds of conversations. I wasn't helping people to create change in their own lives. And I've experienced this even before that. When I was a freelancer and I first launched my business, uh, Eight Loop Social, I was a one-man band. And I always felt so guilty every time I would send an invoice as if like my clients wouldn't like me anymore. You know? <laughs> like, this is a contract they agreed to, services rendered, and I always felt guilty. And I felt guilty about following up on late payments. People that were sometimes 30, 60, 90 days late because, you know, I felt like some of these were big brands, like no excuses, because I just felt like they wouldn't like me. It was like this dirty thing to talk about money. So even if you're not a spiritual healer, even if you're, you know, don't consider yourself a spiritual person, I think this narrative affects pretty much all of us. We just want to be good people. And somehow money has become this evil tarnished thing that's just really bad to like, you know, desire or want. And it shows up in so many quirky ways in our lives, but it really prevents us from receiving at that full extent because it's out of integrity, right? To your own cup, to the value exchange. It's out of integrity to that exchange and that will never help anyone, anyone long-term anyways. <laughs> anyways, to learn more about this, I do talk about this kind of juxtaposition inside of my new book, Money Magic, which you can grab a copy on Amazon. I have posted it in the show notes below. Or you can grab the version with the 2022 Money Magic Workshop, which I highly recommend because it um, will really support your understanding of the work. And if you would like to ask me a question, you can do so by sending your voice memo to support at theflowprotocols.com. Just a phone recording is fine. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. And I would love nothing more than to help you get some clarity if I can. And likewise, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Kat Howell. I love connecting to my listeners and would love to share your story. So thanks again for tuning into another episode. I will see you guys on the next one. Thank you.